0: plushcare.com slash weightloss Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Rope Error podcast in association with the Southern Community Soup Kitchen. It's Gav back for the preview pod. We're cramming them in at the minute because there's just so many games of football going on and of course Sunderland are lush and talking about Sunderland is nice at the minute. So with all that said, joining me today is none other than Chris. Hiya, mate.
1: All right, mate. Uh, it only feels like two minutes since we uh, we covered our epic winner for Wednesday. I don't know where the days are going.
0: Yeah, we're at that point in the season, aren't we, where the games are coming thick and fast. You get, you get eased in yeah. for the first sort of five or six games, and then after that, it's like three games a week, relentless. And uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're well, cramming them in.
1: Yeah well I wonder if they cram them in a bit more cuz they've got that they seem to have an extra international break didn't they with um the ad one last month mm. got one this month I wonder if there are a few more midweek games
0: possibly I I mean it it keeps it fun for us it keeps us busy we've got lots of podcasts to do articles to write yeah. thankfully we're not getting hammered every week because if if we were <laughs> I think I'd uh, I'd have a little bit less enthusiasm for it but yeah Watford are the next opponent and um very much seems to feel like we're, we're treating every game like this. It's just, right, the next game. It, it doesn't matter who it is. We, we'll just take them on. Traditionally, this would be a game where I would look at it and think, ooh, Watford are a, are a tough side. But they haven't had a great start of the season, actually. They're hovering above the relegation zone in 20th. Um, the manager who's in place, I'm surprised he hasn't been sacked yet because for he, he must be one of the longest serving ever Watford managers at this stage. I think he's been there three or four months. But, yeah, they haven't had a great start of the season And I didn't realise until I I sort of dug into it a little bit prior to recording, our record's actually really good against Watford, both home and away in recent years. uh, We tend to get the upper hand on them. I know the the one that always sticks out to me is that uh, game, I think, under Sam Allardyce when we stayed up. And uh, I think Duncan Watmore had a field day down there. But yeah, they're, they're, they're traditionally a difficult opponent because you would expect Watford to be challenging at the top end of the table in the Championship. But just another poorly run championship club with an owner who's given up and the fans have given up on the owner and hopefully we're playing them at the right time just like we seem to have played uh, uh, Chef Wed. Yeah, it could be interesting this one, couldn't it? Because like I say, I don't want to take them too lightly and I don't want to get carried away and I don't think we should certainly, um, you know, have a lot of respect going into this game but the form we're in, the form they're in, home game,
1: you like to think we, we can win this one? Well, yeah, I mean a lot a lot to a lot to pick out there that <laughs> you've gone through there. Cause um <laughs> there's let let's take the Watford side first, um you you mentioned their manager and you mentioned um and for anyone who reads the preview, and I know you uh you uh, had a quick look over at uh, Gav and took absolutely nothing from it.
0: Quick being the operative yeah. word. Uh, I was I was uh, I was in a rush <laughs> editing that one. I will say though, I will say though, to your credit, it's because you're a brilliant writer, Chris, and I don't have to, I don't have to scan your work in particular detail. I trust you, and um, oh, you, you could have wrote something really na- you, you should probably write something really nasty about us in the next
1: one and see what. So I'll hide something in there. Well, yeah. I mean like I've mentioned in there I mean you know everyone knows about the revolving door Watford have got in the manager's office but it was only I mean pretty much exactly a year ago it was the 17th of September when we played Watford for the first time last season and it was Rob Edwards and I remember we did um we did a preview pod and it sounded like exactly the same situation as what Watford are talking in now <laughs> like that I think I think then they were actually doing not so bad. I think they were hovering around the playoffs, but even then they were having a big winch because they were expecting to romp Just home. Just been with a, relegated
0: with a, and ah, yeah, the, uh, pro- probably a little bit more ambitious.
1: Yeah. They kept a lot of their players as well last season. So they were expected to kind of romp home with hundred points and it didn't quite happen. And Rob Edwards, uh, he got like 11 games and this manager has had about, I think he's now on 10 games and with it being down in 20th, um, you expect him to, to be on the cusp of uh, getting the boot because, um, uh, Chris Wilder had 10 games as well. You talked about longest serving managers. Uh, Slavin B- uh, Slav Bilic, who was their third manager last season, and they had three just in one season, he was in charge for about 25 games, and he managed the club in more games than all but one of the seven managers that came before him. <laughs> <laughs> just just, to crashes, it? Absolutely. I mean, how do you run a club like that? Three managers in a season, just every two minutes. It's worked, though, for years for them, but
0: it's not working now. And, yeah, yeah. I think they've, they've appointed this guy with maybe the, that, that knowledge behind them and thinking, right, we might have to stick by this one. But, I mean, I remember him at, at uh, West Brom and he didn't have a great time there either. Yeah. You know, he, he did well with Barnsley, but, I mean, Barnsley and Watford, the, yeah. the expectations are a little bit different. So,
1: well, I, I don't know. I was looking, I was looking at this guy and looking at his record and I still really can't work out why Watford appointed him. I genuinely can't. I mean, he had like a, a, a short spell with Bestick last season at the end of last season. He only had two months there. But like you said, Barnsley, yeah, he did okay there. West Brom, he was a bit of a failure at West Brom. You look at the other clubs, I mean, he you know, he he seemed to manage uh, second side starting to come through second sides in Germany, um, came through that way, and then got some kind of higher profile jobs. But he doesn't seem to have done anything where I think, oh, yeah, right, I can I can see why Watford have appointed him. Does a cracking PowerPoint presentation, presumably. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm presuming he's one of the few managers out there who hasn't already managed Watford, and that's the only reason he's got it.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, well, it, the,
0: I'm sure Watford fans are sick of people mentioning this, um, <laughs> the, the whole thing around the way that they're just hiring fire managers. But it it's unavoidable when talking about them not to talk about it because... There isn't another club in England who would do it like that. It's absolutely crazy. I mean, they've actually been fairly successful with it in terms of the promotions they've had uh, back to the Premier League. But when you look at them now, even now they're a bit of a shadow of the of the former selves. And they've got a decent squad, to be fair. On paper, you look at some of the players they've got, they're all right. They're a canny team. I would I would certainly expect them to be... Top ten this season, which is why they may be a little bit disappointed. I mean, I looked on the uh, on the comments on their Twitter page after the game at the weekend, which they lost to Middlesbrough three two, and um, it's interesting Borough coming into form just before we play them, which is, which is nice. But um, you know, we'll, we'll think about that next week. Um, it's it's just strange to to see a club like this struggling like they are with that squad. I mean. Yes, they're not, it's not like they've got loads of household names, but they've signed players with potential, internationals in that squad. Um, they've got a fairly young team, and the smattering of experience that they do have is, you know, decent players. They signed Jamal Lewis from Newcastle, who's a, who's a canny player, and I don't know if you saw, but he's been getting it right in the neck from the Borough fans because he said something about, I don't know his exact wording, but leading into that game, it was something like, they're not going to come to Vicarage Vicridge Road and... and um. Co- gain any good form or anything because they're playing us. It was something pretty cocky, and the local paper took the quote, put it on a <laughs> on a meme. Which is, if you look on the replies on Watford's tweets, the Borough fans are absolutely having the life over that. Uh, so Jamal Lewis is a, is a is a bit of a laughing stock at the minute, and and you know you look through the rest of the team though they've got canny players. the goalkeeper Batman's a, a decent player. I mean, I'm just reading through the list here. Livermore, he's a bit past it now, but he former England international, you know. Yasser Esprit, I thought he played really well against us last season in that game down there. Um, Delhi Bashir, who's a good player. Tomins, not too bad, you know. I, I wouldn't assign him for Sun, and I think we he, talked about this over the summer. But yeah. he, you know, he, he, I think he got nine or ten goals last season and was one of the better players in Redden's team. You know, I, I'm, I'm probably I'm probably picking through here, but Matthias Martins, who is a decent player. He scored a few good goals this season and I saw the manager's been getting a bit of stick for for not starting him against Middlesbrough. They're not like a bunch of clowns. You would expect them to to compete. But I always thought with with Watford, and I don't know if you had the same feeling, they just seem to sign the most random players from all different corners of the world. And again, with the manager thing, it was the same with the squad. I was like, how does it work? Having just, you know, pulling players from all over the place and expecting it to, to mesh. And I guess maybe that's what it is. Maybe they're signing a, a lesser quality player now, having lost the likes of Joe Pedro, um, Ishmael saw He he left in the summer, you know, good players who've left the club um, and not really been effectively replaced. Because to be honest, it's tough to replace players of that quality, isn't it?
1: I was just about to say something along those lines because you look at the players that have left. Last season was their best shot at. at... You know, getting up back, getting back up quickly. They had the players to do it. If you look at the football, there was at the start of playing at the start of last season as well. You know, they came out the blocks flying, and I, I remember watching them in a couple of games, um, beginning the last season, thinking Watford are gonna, they're going to be the team to beat, and it, 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 didn't didn't come off. But um, some of the players they had, I mean, it, it, I remember the the stadium like later on in the season, we had to come back from two down in that game, but. uh the signing, you mentioned Tom Ince, and it's that signing for me that's the signal of how far they've gone yeah. in 12 months. And look, I'm not saying he's crap. I'm not saying he's an awful player or anything like that. He's a decent player. But 31-year-old, and he is a proper championship player. He is like he's a championship player. And they came down with players who they signed to play in the Premier League. And they kept hold of a lot of them. I was surprised how many they kept hold of last season, which is one of the reasons I thought they'd do so well. But mm. then to go out just at the beginning of their second season in the championship and sign Tom Ince, it's almost like a statement saying, right, well, we now know we're a championship team and it's about trying to prepare to to almost compete in the championship rather than mm. let's buy, you know, let's get players who can excel and, you know, you know, and kind of improve with us. And I saw that, that kind of the, one of the bigger signings with that was, um, and I might get this, butcher this name, but Radovic, um, the striker who I think he went off at half time um, against Borough. But he's he's got he's on three goals this season, and he twenty four year old that brought in from uh, the the Swedish side. But I mean, you'd expect more signings like that, you know that you know players that have a younger age, a bit more potential. Spent it sounds like you know it's undisclosed as usual, but you know the, the hints that are coming out are that they spent a, a decent wedge on him, um. You'd expect more signings like that than the Tom, Ince, Tom Inces of the world, and it just that signing just smacked to me of Watford have really stepped down in the world from from where they were twelve months ago. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean it's it's still going to be a tough game because, like you said, that they, they have they have still got a handful of those players. although a lot of them did leave in the summer.
0: Yeah, well, I'm just I'm just looking at that now. I'm, yeah. They must have had to drastically slash that wage bill. Yeah. Because, I mean, I'll, I'll quickly run through it. You know, Joe Pedro, Britta Sambalonga, Leandro Bacuna, Craig Cathcart, he's been there a while. Cleverly retired, Tom Cleverly, uh, Dan Goslin left, Jurgen Elatim, Mario Gaspar, Domingos Quina, William Trost
1: Kong. Cathcart retired as well, didn't
0: yeah, he? Did no, he, he, went, he went to a Belgian team called, yeah, and I'm right. going to butcher this, Kortridjik. Don't know where that is. But yeah, Fair that's way. where we went. Uh, but yeah, William Truster Kong, Joseph Hungbo. I mean, again, it just sounds mad. Just all these random names. Don't even know who any of them are. Christian Cabacelli <laughs> there's one I've heard of. Uh, Ishmael Asar, Ignacio Pusetto, and Maduka Akoi. I mean, that's a lot of players who've left, though. And... Interestingly, a few of them went to Udinese. They seem to be just trade players bet- between them and Udinese, don't they? Because they, they have the same owners in, in place. and Loans out as well, quite a lot of loans out. Um, let's, have a, go on, let's have a laugh and let's try and pronounce these. Oba Almanza, Ashley Fletcher, I know who he is. Joe Ferreira. Who? George. What
1: was
0: that last one? How Ferreira, Joe <laughs> Ferreira. As, as, Ashley who? <laughs> George Cabezas Hurtado, Shaq Ford, Cuardo Bar. Barr. There's a name I recognise. I think he played for Rochdale against us in in League One. Um, Samuel Kalou. I mean, there's a lot of players left there, though I've probably just rattled off about 15 names there of players have left. That just, without even knowing who half of those players are, that just tells me they've looked at the wage bill and went, we've had to slash this drastically because we're losing money hand over fist. And that's the case with a lot of teams in the Championship. Um, You've got to cut your cloth accordingly. And... Maybe, you know, having not been able to return immediately back to the Premier League like they might have expected to have done at the start of the season, maybe the, the this is a bit of a damage limitation and the, it's them saying, well, I, I don't know what's going on with the owners there, but they might have to buckle in because we saw this with their West Brom, didn't we? West Brom, similar sort of thing, got relegated with a big wage bill, had to slash the squad and then have, have kind of struggled to get back out and now they're really... You know they're really in the muck because they're having to take loans out just to just to cover the losses, and it's not good for a lot of these clubs I and mean, you know these medium-sized clubs who get into the Premier League and spend big just to get there and be there, and then when when they when they drop out inevitably, they end up in this situation where they're just they're not able to to effectively compete in the in the championship. It's a tough league where you you've got to be streetwise, and you know unfortunately for for Watford signing a host of names from abroad who maybe aren't ready to play at this level. It didn't work for them last time out.
1: Well, it's, it seems to me like they took that massive gamble, didn't they? That They got relegated and they thought, let's give up. Let's hold on to these players and give up one year and just try and bounce straight back. And mm-hmm. it didn't come off. It didn't come off. And, the, and you know, not just that, but they employed a manager, Rob Edwards, at the start of last season, uh, sacked him after 10 games and then watched him <laughs> Take Luton. It's to got the a Premier sting. League.
0: Luton yeah. are probably the nearest rivals as well, which it's got to sting them, that, hasn't yeah. it? Yeah. But I, do you know what it is though? What a what a, what a way to prove them wrong. <laughs> I don't yeah. know what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna I'm gonna get yeah. your your rivals promoted. Uh, he's probably probably not very well liked at Watford, but there we go.
1: Yeah, I mean it it didn't come off uh, that you know, they haven't um, I, I know the I don't know if I assume it's the same owners, you know, who it puzzles, the yeah, li- yeah mm-hmm. the link with uh, Udinese and all that sort of stuff years ago. They haven't got the the Elton John millions anymore like they did uh, back in the day. Um, so mm. it'll be interesting to see what these do now because they've used they've used Watford as a bit of a toy and had that kind of you know agency and agents kind of being involved in the running of it and dealings with players and it's all been a bit murky and hasn't been I don't know there's something always been something a bit odd about it but like you said it it bizarrely worked for quite a while but everyone for a lot of years now have been asking the question when the wheels are going to come off Watford because everyone's thought it's not sustainable you can't keep on going like that year after year sacking managers after 10 games bringing in a whole host of players based on who their agents are or you know all that sort of stuff and I think now you know looking at their position in the table. Yes, they've got a squad who can who can pull it off, but I mean I, I'm I'm absolutely I'm, you know, kind of ninety five percent sure that this this is going to get the sack in the next couple of weeks. I mean I think he probably knows he's on borrowed time because Rob Edwards got the sack this time last season virtually, and they were a lot higher in the table. Mm. Um, so it's just a matter of time, I reckon.
0: Yeah, well, he's got one win in nine in all competitions. Uh, yeah. knocked out of the AFL Cup by Stevenage. Drew with Plymouth. Lost to Stoke. who have had a pretty naff start. Lost at home to Blackburn. Drew three all with Coventry. Um, beat Birmingham, which is actually a decent result because Birmingham have had a, an all right start. Um, but Birmingham had a man sent off in that game, quite late on. Since then, they've they've drew with West Brom. They've got battered off Leeds and then lost to Borough at the weekend at home. So, yeah, it's an interesting time for Watford. You know, I was read like I said, I was reading the Twitter replies. And some of their fans are saying we're in a relegation battle and we need to accept it. And I mean, it's early days, but it's obviously a sign of how tough it's been.
1: Well, I bet you the thought as well. It's been a complete turnaround because opening day of the season, the wallop QPR four <laughs> 0 I mean, I, I mean, it's not you know, it's not that much to shout about being QPR. Um, the the mess there in at the minute, but it was four 0 on the opening day, and Watford must have thought happy days. New manager four 0 on the opening day. But like I said, since then that's it. They've only had they only beat Birmingham two 0 at home. Like I said, and they were down to ten men. Bizarrely, though, and and again. We were talking about oh we had we had another game uh, against QPR actually, and they'd only played two home games. And uh, looking at Watford, they've only played three away so far. No other team has only played three away games so far this season for some reason.
0: Hmm.
1: But uh, but there must be a reason for it. Just like um, when we played, it was a QPR. QPR. QPR yeah. They they were getting their pitch done at the start of the season, so I wonder if it's something like that um, something. that the fix the fixtures had to be kind of changed around for. Some bizarre reason. But uh, mm. but yeah, I mean, away from home, I think you mentioned the games. Um, 3-3 draw against Coventry, who must be kicking themselves, and uh they got beat, uh, got beat off stoke and got thumped at, at, at Leeds. And I was looking, and it seems like they were playing some sort of kind of 4-3-3. And when I looked at the borough game, he seemed to have changed it to a 3-4-3, and I and I saw comments from the manager after the borough game saying. He'd actually tried to switch it. He tried to switch the tactics. And then he realized he got it completely wrong. They went two down after 12 minutes. And he he opened his he kind of put his hands up, which is another reason. Another nail in the coffin, I think. Put his hands up <laughs> and said, uh, I got it all wrong. Cause he said he tried to change everything at half time. And and it was three two in the end, so they, they gave it they gave it uh gave a bit of a fight, but still went down uh to Burris, another struggling team. So so yeah, I mean Three games at home so far this season. They've only picked up a point out the possible nine. Something you mentioned as well before we started. You were talking about messages from Watford fans saying that about possession, saying they like to just yeah. keep keep hold of the ball. Well, I was looking at possession stats, and in the th- I was just looking at the the away games, three away games, um, just to try and give us an idea of, you know, how to what extent they keep the ball, and on average over the three games they've got. Forty nine percent possession, so it doesn't all seem right. like it doesn't seem like they're just you, they're not a Southampton. They don't just keep hold of the ball mm-hmm. like you know they don't come out with sixty seventy percent of possession. The Stoke game in in mid August they had fifty nine percent, but when they got thumped at Leeds three <laughs> nil, um, it's probably yeah, not surprising that they only had forty one percent. And against Borough it was fifty five. So it doesn't seem like they're a team to just hang on to the ball, get sixty seventy percent possession. But it's hard to tell what they're gonna do because like I said, when I've looked at their lineups throughout the season, it's been 4-3-3, 3-4-3. So it looks like this manager likes to attack. And based on how we are at home, I'm hoping I'm hoping he does that.
0: Yeah, it that like you say, it's gonna be interesting how they approach it because everybody knows how we play. And given their form and the fact he he needs a win, I wouldn't be surprised if they totally change change approach and just come and try and do what Cardiff did. If he had any sense that's what he would do. He would he would try and sit deep and 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 you know maybe nick one off a corner or whatever. But I'm just looking yeah, here this is this is a proper awful stat for us really. But Watford are winless in 12 away league games. Oh, and right. that no you know what that normally means. Um so they're on a bit of a bad streak away from home. I, I think to be honest though the difference between them and Cardiff is Cardiff have actually had a canny start and they look quite together. And if you're if you're in a bad run of form, it's difficult to go away to a decent team and just sit in and banks, especially if that's not the way you play normally, and just sit in banks of five and try and defend off the edge of your box. It is tough. Um, but I, I, I'm expecting them to come and do that. And we know what Sunderland are going to do. Sunderland are going to play the exact same way we always play. And that's just trying to penetrate and pass it through them and, you know, Maybe try and get shots off around the box. Um, we've got to learn from the way we played against Cardiff. That's the important thing. We can't, we can't just have possession for possession's sake. You know, you mentioned, you know, Southampton earlier. It was a little bit like that with Cardiff because I remember us podding after the game and you mentioned it. We we just we didn't create enough meaningful chances in that game. And one of the criticisms coming out of our last game was that in the second half against Chef Wed, we we, we didn't do more that we didn't have enough shots and we didn't score more goals. And, you know, I, I I came to some logical conclusions on why that might be, but it can't be denied that at home it's been tough for us to break teams down occasionally. And, you know, that's what's interesting to me is are Watford going to come and just sit in? And um, if they do, have we got enough to break them down?
1: yeah and and um for, again anybody who reads the preview I'll, uh <laughs> this uh, you know this is exactly what I type of thing I was putting in the preview that uh, we've talked about Watford so far in this preview but uh this is about us and actually mm-hmm. I do wonder I do wonder how much pressure we're starting to feel playing at home because so far this season played 4 won 2 lost 2 it's literally a toss of a coin What's something <laughs> turn up at home? And compared compared to kind of how we're walloping teams away from home, I mean, scoring three off the bounce in, in three successive away games. I mean, it's night and day, the difference from us at home to, to how we sometimes struggle to break teams down at home. And, you know, if it was just this season, you know, we'd be thinking, oh, well, we're going to grow into this season. But this is this is a real continuation of last season. You know, you look, you look across the whole of last season, only two sides in the top half of the championship last season lost more games at home and only five sides in the whole of the championship won fewer league games at home. I mean, if you put that, if you put that into perspective, I mean, that's, that's, that, you know, we were right down on, on kind of, in terms of the stats at home last season and we've continued that into this season, you know, in in four Mm. games and, if you take each game in isolation, every everyone's different as well. Because Ipswich, we had, we had all of that domination, but didn't really create that cutting edge. That really kind of, that that chance where you think, yes, we should have put that away, or you know that open, you know opportunity where we we should have really yeah opened the scoring. Rotherham went behind and did well. Um, Southampton was the you know Southampton. Kind of, you know, just leaving gaps and us exploiting it. And Cardiff did a job on us, so they've all been they've all been different, but it it still stems from the same issues that we had last season. And we saw so many that Cardiff game wasn't anything new. We'd seen it before. We've seen it so many times last season, but we knew what the problems were. And I t- I just would have liked to have to seen a little extra dimension to our player this season, where when when we came up against that. It was like, right, okay, right, we're having this problem. Right, let's try this. You know, get to the byline, cut some balls back or put some crosses in or or play a keep ball and, and drag this the, the opposition out 20, 30 yards so then you can try and play through them. Just something a little bit different. And at the mm. at the minute, it, we're seeing this, oh, it's okay, just, just keep doing what we're doing. And yeah, okay, th- th- there might be plenty of occasions where that might work. Um, you know towards the end of this last season we were reliant on um, Ahmad pinging one in from you know 30 yards Um, late in the season Patrick Roberts and I think that that was the that was the late goal against Watford wasn't it the Patrick Roberts one where he he cut inside yes, and
0: yes yeah
1: and curled it in the corner so we were relying on kind of worldies Um, towards the end of last season to, to get, a, get us through and get that opening so I'd like to see us have a game plan at home for for these sides. Um, when it comes to Watford though, I'm actually thinking, I'm I'm actually thinking we're not going to see a Cardiff type performance. I'm actually thinking they're going to maybe come out a bit more than Cardiff. I mean, famous last words. Now they're going to put two banks of four because he's <laughs> crapping crapping himself out. He's going to be sacked uh, on on uh, on Monday. But uh, but yeah, I'm hoping they're going to be a bit more open, and that that might be. Make it slightly easy for us and we don't have to break uh, break a side down like we did against Cardiff. But uh, but yeah, our home form is the big one, and to have these two games so close together at home, it's gonna these two games is going to tell us so much about how we're going to approach these home games this season. Because after these two games, we could I mean you take f- six points, four points from these two games quickly in quick succession. I mean, that cements us right in that top six. And, and we know then we're in for a season where, you know, it's going to be where we're going to, how high we're going to come. But, it, you know, we're really going to cement our place in there and we're going to be one of the favourites of the top six. But, but yeah, these two games are going to tell us a lot about our season and um, the the difference that home, home form is going to make.
0: Yeah, and I'm, I'm interested to see what team he picks because... We've got that game against Middlesbrough early, early on on Saturday, and it's a biggie. And you know, for Mowbray, it's, it's it's probably the biggest game of the season because he used to play for them. He used to manage them. He's a he's a legend there. It's a, to him, it's a, a derby. Um, I don't want to get too far ahead, but he will have one eye on that game. I I don't care if he says he hasn't. He will have, and that's probably going to think. I think it's going to probably um, factor into his into his team selection. It's got to. And I think he might, he might have to think about rotating a couple of players. But who that'll be, I've got no idea. Um, I, to be honest, I've given up trying to guess because we, we've done this on every preview recently. And he surprised us by just not making changes. Um, and and he, he could just do that. I wouldn't be shocked if it was actually Saturday when he tries to rotate it. I just don't know anymore. I'm going to try. I'm going <laughs> to stop trying to guess because it's just pointless. Um, I, think, I think he will make changes, but who that is, I don't know.
1: No, I I don't think he will, because if he was going to make changes, the time to do it is is away to Sheffield Wednesday. That that is the that is the game to make changes in, because Sheffield Wednesday were so crap, and they were there for the take. And if you're going to rest a few players, and the other reason he's not going to rest players is, and something that's kind of going to help him in terms of, you know, keeping that same team, is uh, the international break. I think if the international break wasn't there. He might consider bringing a few more players out and rotating them. Yeah, let's say we had, point. let's say we had another midweek game after Borough, or even kind of we had another seven, six or seven days to to rest. He he might give Job a bit of a rest. He might give um, Trey Hume a bit of a rest. Uh, there's a, there's a few in there that he might pull out, but but I genuinely don't think so. So I I, I think he'll go. I think he'll go for the same team again. I mentioned before the Sheffield Wednesday game that I would have I would have rotated people out. You know, maybe glad he didn't because we we waltzed to a three 0 win. But yeah, if he keeps the same team at Sheffield Wednesday, he's not going to change it for two home games. I think I think we might see one one change at most. And to be honest, I don't think we'll even see that. I think we'll see the same eleven as what we saw against Sheffield Wednesday.
0: Yeah, well, if he does, I, I, I respect that decision. He's got most of the team selections right. this season we've played well all season, even in the three games we've lost, we've played well. So I'm not going to complain if he does. Um, how do you see this one going? Because I'm again, I'm struggling to put my finger on it. Um, the the you know the head says we'll we'll win this game because we're much better than they are and we're in good form and we've just had a good win. The heart says, and the, the heart's a little bit more sensible than the head. on this occasion, is that oh it, it's Sunland. We we always we always, you know, I, I just say that stat about Watford not winning in twelve games away from home, and yeah. So actually, I think the heart, the heart and the head are are, are a bit mixed matched, mishmashed. Is that the word? Isn't it mishmashed? I think I think they're mixed up, and um, I don't I don't know how it's going to go, but yeah. What do you think? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know. I was just if there were, when you were talking there, I was trying to think, and uh, it, it's the problem is we saw so and Hyde at home. It it <laughs> depends on what 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 Sunderland are going to turn up, and uh, you know, and I'm hoping that because our tails are up after that win against Sheffield Wednesday, it was so convincing. I'm hoping they're going to come back to the stadium like they're going to be focused. They're going to be focused on getting that opening goal because I think now the The players realise how important that is at home for them to 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 kind of try and catch catch the opposition a bit cold before they get settled in their defensive positions before they get settled into to how they're going to sit in against us catch them cold catch them early be on the front foot and that's that's what we need to do this season at home uh, more than we did last season so I'm hoping we're going to get into a rhythm at home and, and it was I think we only you know off the top of my head i think only twice last season did we lose successive home games um i might be wrong with that but uh, i'll have to check that later but we di- we didn't do it very often put it that way so yeah i'm g- i'm going to go for a win i'm going to go for a 2-0 win um fairly routine and i'll take that
0: yeah i think i'm going to agree with you 2-0 win uh, who scores I-, I don't know a striker's got to score eventually We've went all season and we haven't had a single goal from a striker. So, I'm I'm backing Burstow to get at least one of them. I think uh, wow. after his performance the other day, you know we've got a you know we've got to we've got to be fair. He, he played very very well, and uh, he's due a goal. So why not Burstow's going to get uh, yeah. one
1: or two? Why not? But uh, if you're talking about earning some coin, I think I'm going to stick uh, stick a few quid on Ballard again.
0: he <laughs> he loves heading the ball. So why not Ballard? Ballard maybe to um to get the winner. Burstall get the first. I'd take that. 2-0 win would be lovely. Yeah. Right. Well, I think um, I think we'll wrap it up, mate. Thanks again for your time, and uh, no we'll worries. be back with a review. Um, Cheers, listeners. We will be back, as I say, with a review, um, possibly back with a Friday Night Live as well, I think, this week. So make sure you check out that on Twitter. We've also got a book out, remember. Make sure you pre-order that before it comes out in October. or in, we're already in October. some point this month, it'll be out. Um, so make sure you pre-order it.
1: And uh, yeah, we'll catch you on the golden night I'm a hidden always I am on my way. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part,